listening to WRBH Reading Radio for the Blind. This is the Public Affairs Show. I'm Carla Redondo, former chief meteorologist of Channel 4. I am now a certified orientation and mobility specialist. I have a vision impairment. I have retinitis pigmentosa, and I walk with a white cane. On today's episode of the show, I have a repeat guest. Uh, She was on earlier about... uh, 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 training with the the white cane to be uh, to protect yourself, and now she's uh, started a new foundation. I have with us Amy Wilson, CEO of Safety Positive Foundation. Amy, thanks for joining us again. Thank you for having me back. I appreciate it. Well, Amy, to be back on the show. Great. As we did before, uh, just remind our listeners, uh, give them a bio of yourself, uh, where you're from, um, maybe what school and what your life is like right now on, a, on your personal level, and uh, also your eye condition. Um, so um, I live in, reside in Missouri, um, close to the Kansas City area, so I can get all the barbecue that I want. Oh. I um, am married. I recently um, adopted a kid, so I have two children now, and um, I also have a visual impairment. Have been diagnosed for 30 years now, a little over or there's about. I have Stargardt's disease. I also have cataracts and um, Charles Bonnet syndrome. So I also have uh, optical hallucinations, which makes it super fun, and. Um, I have uh, two bachelor's degrees, psychology, social work, which plays a a fun part into uh, teaching personal safety a little bit because um, when you're talking personal safety, people usually share stories. And um, so I can tend to be a little empathetic in in listening to those stories as as well. Um, And then, of course, I love to share resources and and all that sort of fun stuff. But um, over the the 30 years of being diagnosed, um, I've also, um, and more recently, um, as part of um, my my journey and um, becoming CEO of Safety Positive, uh, in becoming that, that CEO, I have decided to become sharing more of my personal journey. And um, I've been a basically a, um, along with my blindness journey, I have also basically have been a survivor pretty much um, those 30 years as well. And so um, looking at both of those journeys, I've taken both of those accounts into this Um, safety positive foundation and um, when we're looking at personal safety um, I want to really look at people you know talking to people about um, when we when I've taught personal safety in the past we we really and it's not just a blind thing but in personal safety in general, it's typically taught from a reactive approach of, you know, if somebody does this, you do this X, Y, and Z. Well, in the blind community, we, we really know that it's more of a matter of when somebody grabs you. And so that's where safety positive comes into a proactive approach of when somebody grabs you, you're going to do X, Y, and Z. And so I want people to understand it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when people are probably going to do something. Um, and so um, short, sort of um, bringing more of my personal story um, into uh, the, the, the light and, um, and making that, that, that part of it. 
Now, before we go into more, give the uh, listeners your contact information. Uh, we're going to do this at the beginning and towards the end to give an, an opportunity. Uh, how can uh, folks reach you after they're listening to this program and get more information? The fastest way to get a hold of me is email at safetypositivefdn, and that's short for foundation, at gmail.com. So safetypositivefdn at gmail.com. You can also find us on YouTube, TikTok, Facebook. I think that's it. (laughs) But we we are definitely, uh, our YouTube channel um, has got some great, great videos um, with our proactive approach. Awesome. I'm not yet on TikTok, so I'll have to rely on the YouTube video. (laughs) Yes, I would definitely focus more on our our YouTube stuff. That's where I'm trying to be more more consistent there. Okay, on our last show when you and I spoke, you were with uh, Strive for You. Talk about the transition from there to Safety Positive Foundation. So with Strive, Strive for You, um, you know, as I had said, um, it was a group of blind individuals coming together um, to develop uh, the SEED program, and I'm still very much proud of the work that, that was put into that program, um, but the more time I, I spent with it and the more time I talked with people, um, I, I realized that um, I was... I guess the universe was kind of putting me on a different journey than than um, where the program, where Strive was going. And I just felt like um, personal safety needed to, to be more of a focus. And Strive has other programs. And so, um, you know, the blind community for a long time hasn't had something to really just focus on personal safety. And so, um, you know, not, again, not to, not to take away from what, what Strive's doing. You know, they've got their programs. It's all well and swell. But Safety Positive Foundation is only focusing on personal safety. That's it. That's, only, that's the only thing we want to focus on. Um, and we're doing that, um, and, and we're, we're looking at not reinventing the wheel, um, and we're bringing in stuff that's already being taught within the personal safety world and not necessarily, you know, full on revamping it for the blind. We're, you know, making some tweaks here and there um, and then teaching it within the, in the blind community. And so we've got some different resources um, that, we're, that we're introducing this year. And then we've already got plans for year two, year three um, that, that, that we're looking at in, in terms of, in terms of that. But the other thing that I've realized as well is in that time is people are at different levels of learning within personal safety as well. So what what Strive has with the C program is great for people who are at that particular, you know, what safety positive would be considered at one level of learning. But some people aren't ready for what SEED has to offer. And so what we're offering with our, our verbal craft training, it, some people need a communication, you know, they need to learn to speak up for themselves really well before they can get to the hands-on stuff. Um, and, and so, you know, people need to understand that y- y- sometimes you need to um, 
understand the the different levels before you can go full on ninja or or something like that that there's a lot more education before you can you can get to that 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 ninja level that people they think they need to 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 be at I totally agree with you as a certified orientation and mobility specialist uh, I work with adults of different ages and they are in different stages of their vision loss. And some don't know how to advocate for themselves. And that's where I try and help them first to advocate for themselves so that they're able to ask for assistance or deny assistance if they don't need it. So you're right. There's different stages. So it sounds like that safety positive foundation is, uh, I don't want to say more of a personalized service, but you're taking each uh, person on their own qualifications on their own limitations on their own levels of vision loss we we want to we want to guide people on their personal safety journey because it's personal safety it's it's personal you know safety is 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 it i mean it's not a one-size-fit-all type of thing and there's been far too many predators in my opinion, that have have taught blind individuals and 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 not not in in strive, but in other organizations. And on as somebody who's been around it, I'm sick of it. I'm I'm sick of seeing blind people, you know, being targets and stuff like that. And I want to be make sure that blind people are aware that they're worth being protected and aware of the options when it comes to their personal safety and that they should be able to speak up for themselves and, again, what options there are for their personal safety. You are right, because as uh, somebody uh, starting to instruct someone how to use a white cane, their, many of their first thoughts is, well, I can't be seen with a white cane because... I'm going to be a target. I'm going to be a victim. They're going to take advantage of me. And and that is a, a common and, you know, understandable, you know, feeling to have. But there are ways to, as you mentioned in with your program, to help get that mental attitude uh, in the in a better mental state of mind where you are able to function and be out and not worry about being a victim all the time. Well, it's it, it's honestly a a mindset because if if you if you have the if you have the mindset of you know people if I'm a victim whether you have a cane or not you're going to be a target um, because if you're not using a cane you're going to be walking with your head down because you're going to be struggling to see and then you look you look like a victim. Um, where if you walk around with the attitude of, I wish somebody would mess with me, you're not going to have that victim mentality, and people aren't going to be jacking with you. Um, it, it's, it's a different mindset, essentially. Talk about the, uh, the statistics that you, uh, you uh, have about, uh, you know, the number of people that are, are victims of different kind of uh, crimes or aggressions. So the statistics is something that, like, I really struggle to get my mind around, and it, it was something that, um, you know, safety positive, we, we really want to focus on the positive, but to get to the positive, you really got to address the darkness, because there is a lot of darkness with it. I've heard the horror stories over the years, and so that's where, um, to, that, that's where the, you got to really talk about the, the statistics, and so it's we as disabled individuals we are three times more likely to be victims of violent crimes 
Um, we are seven to eight times more likely to be victims of sexual assault or rape. We are 15, 16 more times more likely to be addicted to drugs and alcohol. And after looking at the three times to, to seven to eight times, I'm like, maybe we're trying to like self-medicate, you know, like that, that could be a thing. <laughs> um, and one of the things that in, and it's not like those things are backed by Department of Justice research, but one of the stats that I have that I don't have like actual hard evidence on is four out of five women, blind women that I've come across are victims of sexual assault or rape. Um, and um, as a survivor myself um, and the stories that I've heard, that, that number's pretty, pretty damn accurate. Um, I know that there was a study out of Illinois that uh, seventy percent of blind and visually impaired individuals that were researched out of it that they said if um, they were sexually assaulted or raped, they wouldn't stop it for fear it might be their only sexual encounter like these some of these numbers are just insanity that we've got real problems when it comes to this kind of stuff. Um, we need lots of education we need i mean it's just it's mind-boggling to me, and it makes me so fired up that we don't have this education, we don't have this training, and people really don't, like, to, to have something like that happen to you and to not stop it, as blind people, we don't have self-respect in, our, in ourselves to, 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 to do something. Um, and that's where, you know, when you're training in personal safety, you develop more self-respect for yourself. You're like, I'm not going to tolerate that. People aren't going to talk to me like that. People aren't going to touch me like that. Um, and, and that's where the, the safety positive is so impactful because I know the more that I started taking a proactive approach, the, the less I started putting up with people talking to me in certain ways or coming up and grabbing me. It just, no, you're not going to do those things to me. Um, and so just in my personal experience, I, I know it can be very, very impactful. So tell us your main mission, the main mission of uh, Safety Positive Foundation. Our main mission is to serve as a guide those seeking to take a proactive approach towards their personal safety and security and de-escalate their fears at the same time. Now, talk about the, um, the tea time, how folks so get our, involved our, with that. Yeah, yeah. our tea time events essentially is, um, and that kind of goes into the whole, the whole mission is, you know, serving as a guide is, it's to open up a discussion into those different topics into personal safety. Um, and, and, and that's goes exactly back to what I was talking about. We need the education. We, and tea times is a space to hold conversations on these different topics. Um, in my 30 years, I've never come across really anything to where we're continuously holding space for these conversations. Some of, you know, a lot of these conversations in the personal safety space for the blind make people really uncomfortable, and I just want these tea time events to, to be a space to where we can have these conversations because they're so, 
so freaking important. I mean, it's, it's in some situations, it can be life or death. It can, you know, it can be whether somebody's violated or not. It's, it, it's that, it's that important. Are these tea times uh, free of charge? Absolutely. When we hold them once a week on Monday nights, 7.30 Central Time on Zoom, anybody is welcome to come. Um, absolutely. Now, what about what other services? Are there fees for anything else uh, with the Safety Positive Foundation? Yes. So we, um, we have our, um, our tea time is absolutely free. We um, have our YouTube channel that's going to be generating out um, videos on more, more stuff. Um, and they will be in, um, in unison with our tea time events. So that way you're getting information on our YouTube channel um, to kind of prepare you for what will be talked about with our Tea Time events. And then for our paid services, we are going to be doing safety positive orientations that will be discussing safety positive um, mindset and philosophies um, because it does take a little bit of a mindset shift to go from being reactive to proactive. Um, I know it did for me, and um, because one of the things uh, I actually um, p- part of my story was, you know, I was I was a one touch coach, and then in June 2019, I was actually um, sexually assaulted, and so and that was right before I became uh, I joined the Strive team, and they had me become program director and I was an advanced instructor and I'm like, and, and they didn't know, I didn't tell them I was, I was ashamed. And, you know, I'm like, who the hell am I to be doing this? Like I was just a victim, you know? Um, and so I started asking them, you know, you know, what can I do? Because, you know, if I'm program director, if I'm, if I'm doing this, you know, I got to be leading by example, because that's just who, who I was, you know, who, who I am. Like if I'm, if I'm the leader, we got to be setting the example. And so I just started doing the different stuff because that's what I thought I was supposed to do. You know, you just, you, you do the things. And I started noticing over time, it just, it started to help me. And then, you know, after a year, I was like, man, this, there's something to this. And then it was like, wait, you're being proactive. <laughs> it's, it's its own, it's its own deal. And so the, that's where the, the, the mindset, the proactiveness, it, it, it kind of all started clicking into, into place for me. But that's where, like, when we start, started thinking about, like, the, you know, how do we teach people about this? The the safety positive orientations came into play because, you know, I I learn things fast, but not not a lot of people are always like that. And so we were like, what, there needs to be an orientation about it and to help people because also we're not one of those people that like to talk at people. It's more of a discussion because we want people to um, sort of work through it um because it, it it needs to be a, a more of a discussion and then our other service is our verbal craft um and that's where we're really getting it and it's a full day class to where it's your understanding um how to 
Um, not only how does your body respond to those situations where people are grabbing instead of asking, but we're giving you concrete strategies on how to address those situations. And it's not just a, a one and done statement. It's, it, it's backed by, by um, real strategies, backed by statistics, um, studies, good you know good stuff that they use in clinical settings um and um it's it's honestly used in crisis de-escalation um situations they use it for like police departments mental health facilities but it can be used in everyday life um and um i've been using it and it works wonders it's it's absolutely amazing um when i first started using it i was just kind of like blown away. Um, and I've known people in the blind community that you would think uh, would don't need this kind of a training, but definitely um, even even they, you know, would benefit from this kind of stuff as well. So um, I, I, it's, it's going to be extremely, um, extremely impactful. And then, of course, our last one is our, our guide service to where when you were talking earlier about where we're literally guiding you through, like us helping you to assess your personal uh, safety and security needs, like where are you at on your level of learning, where would you like to be, we're going to, if you want to find somewhere local to train, we're going to help you to find, you know, we'll contact places in your local area. Are they blind friendly? Are they willing to work with you? Um, and, it, you know, it, are you wanting to do virtual trainings? We'll help you find that. Um, and then if you want, you know, one-on-one -on -one training, we're, we're able to, you know, work with you um, virtually that way. But essentially, we, we want to be a guide with you on your personal safety journey. And so those are our, our three uh, paid services that we have in Safety Positive Foundation. And then, of course, as our organization grows, we will, we will add more. But we, we're wanting to keep it simple in our, in our first year. So besides the paid services that uh, you get funding from, do you all have sponsors? Do you take donations? Absolutely. Uh, yes, we do. So give out the information again that if somebody wants to donate or, uh, or sponsor, uh, let them know how to do that. They can email me at safetypositivefdn at gmail.com, and we can work out all those details. Now, how do you see this program continuing in the future? Do you see um, uh, more expansion of your services, or uh, what, what do you see uh, Safety Positive Foundation to look like in the next five years? So Safety Positive is basically going to look like um, we're going to expand into finding other resources that are offered in the personal safety and security space. I had a friend the other day said it very nicely. Uh, so you'll be like a warehouse of uh, personal safety services. I was like, yeah, that, that's, you said it very nicely. <laughs> um, um, and there's another service we're looking into that between the Verbal Craft and this other program, they sandwich together very nicely to where um, it, it helps address fears, um, which there's a lot of them within the blind community. Um, and if once you get past your fear, you've got the verbal craft. And then if communication breaks down, then there's the other physical um, piece of it. So 
it kind of covers all all your bases. And then, of course, as we grow, there will be more and more um, different programs, offerings, um, because it when I mean, if you think about personal safety in general, how many different martial arts programs are out there? It's not. I mean, everybody's got something that they're interested in. Um, it's not a one size fits all. And so, what we're looking at is sort of just whatever's out there. We want to be able to learn about it and um, figure out a way to make a safety positive twist on it, and then be able to offer it within the blind community. Um, because the blind com- blindness should not be a barrier to personal safety and safety positive is going to change that. Well, Amy, this has been awesome. Once again, uh, I applaud the work that you're doing and you continue to do. And I think uh, hopefully our listeners uh, enjoyed and uh, got something out of this program. And hopefully you'll get some contacts from some of our listeners here in the New Orleans area that uh, listen to this program or listen online anywhere they can get WRBH.org on their um, on their computer or laptop. So, Amy, thank you so much for joining us again. Thank you very much. You've been listening. I to... love Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I say I love New Orleans. <laughs> oh, that's right. You've been here before for a, a, a seminar, didn't you? Yes, yes. Yes, I know. And I wasn't able to make that one. And hopefully that we can uh, get together at some point and uh, – Either at a seminar, a workshop, or, uh, you know, next time you're here for another uh, reason, hopefully we can get together. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Amy, again. You have been listening to WRBH, Reading Radio for the Blind. This has been the Public Affairs Show. Once again, I'm Carla Redondo. Thank you for listening.